Dance Billions is back. The season return is now streaming. You love the game. The chance to take someone else's power for yourself. Starring Oscar nominee and Emmy winner Paul Giamatti and Emmy winner Damian Lewis. What do you want us to do? Light his ass up. Univerg style. The Clash of the Titans has just begun. This is when the fun starts for me. I think I love this. Billions now streaming only on Stan. Hello creatives. This is episode four of 99% Perspiration. On this week's podcast. And because that's what employers want. You know, they want people who are great at specific skills, but the equal want people who are have the get up and go, can be self-starters, can be naturally creative and inspirational. And we would hope a Fab Lab would encourage those kind of skills. Jason Leggett is the project director of Fab Lab Sunderland. They're responsible for helping bring new 3D printing project to the university and to the city as a whole. They're looking to open up a hiring process in the next couple of weeks. So if this project sounds interesting and you live near Sunderland, this is one you can get applying for. Don't just think of yourself as an artist who only does art. Look at connections. Look, if you're interested in fashion, why not? Maybe collaborate with a clothes shop. Or, you know, I think you just have to see a bigger picture, be a bit more connected. Jan Williams is one of two founders of the Travelling Caravan Gallery. It's a great space that promotes the work of artists, poets and photographers and they'll be in Sunderland for one more week before touring other parts of the UK. For the last two years, I've only applied for one job. The rest of it's been through, oh, so-and-so said you might want, want to do this, or so-and-so said you had uh, skills in this area. Would you be interested? Also part of the Caravan Gallery, Michael Davidson is a local freelance photographer who works part-time at the Northern Gallery for Contemporary Art. Scaring stones across the waves Writing our names in the sand And our music artist this week is singer-songwriter Sinead Livingston. She's just finished her previous job and is beginning a career as a community musician. In a nutshell, 99% Perspiration is a weekly podcast bringing you advice about working in the creative or artistic industries. And since last week's episode, we've launched our new website, 99podcast.com. We're posting tons of extra content, such as articles, videos, and unheard snippets from the interviewees. And as well as extra content, there's the complete back catalogue of every single episode so far. We're adding new material all the time, so please do check it out. 99podcast.com Wake up at dawn In the fresh morning sun uh, Hello, my name is Jason Leggett. Um, I'm the project director for Fab Lab Sunderland and I work here at the University of Sunderland. We've uh, been talking at the university about the creating uh, a fab lab on campus. Um, and it originally stemmed from the mind of one of our deans, John McIntyre. Um, Professor McIntyre, who leads our School of Engineering and our Science School and, and uh, also responsible for the School of Computing, um, is one of these kind of people that's interested in all t types of new innovation. 
and he'd been on his travels looking for new new things to introduce to the school uh, in particular and uh, the university and he'd seen a fantastic um, initiative developing um, all over the world but it originated in Boston at MIT um, and ultimately what it was was a, a professor called Neil Gershenfeld who'd had some research money and decided he wanted to do something good with that research money at the end of his research project so all of the equipment he'd invested in he decided one day to basically find a, a community building and put all that equipment in it and just open the doors and let people come in and use it. Um, and he put a couple of people in there to make sure they didn't chop their arms off or, uh, you know, appendages, as it were. And um, basically a fantastic period of about two years of creative innovation happened in this in this environment. We should call this something, you know, we should develop something, not just putting a load of old equipment in a, in a building. Um, and the Fab Lab concept was developed, and it stands for Fabrication Laboratory. The catchy strap line that they use, it's where anyone can make almost anything. So it's a, it's a really interesting idea. Um, and the killer thing is that this invention of, of Professor Gershenfeld, as it were, started back about nine years ago. And slowly, in the background, they've been developing and new fab labs have been popping up all over the world. So there's now 350 of them all around the world. And it's great in the sense that they, you'll have a, you know, and a village in Mozambique has got a fab lab, uh, you know, major cities around the world, little country villages have got them, you know, they've set up in village halls or libraries or um, university campuses, obviously. And, and what's really interesting is how the different communities have kind of embraced this this facility really because of the nature of the equipment in them um, you get lots of scientists technologists you know uh, people involved in engineering um, but you also get the creative artists and sculptors and designers all involved so it's it's one of these um, kind of miraculous environments that where they're kind of very neutral so it doesn't, you know, no one particular person or group owns them, and yet it's a neutral space for all these people to collaborate and come up with amazing and fabulous ideas. So that's it. That's a fab lab, in essence. As a starting point, we see it as a fantastic facility for the students. So the 13,000 or so students on campus, um, it may have huge resonance with people studying design or engineering or computing or any of the science subjects um, or any of the, in the broader arts and cultural kind of uh, industries that we kind of encourage our students to work in. But equally, I think this is going to be a fantastic facility, not just for the university campus, but for people across the whole of Sunderland and indeed the broader northeast. Because it is the first fab lab in the Northeast as part of this global network. The idea behind it, this network exists and people share ideas in the virtual space, you know. So you might have invented some amazing designer pair of trainers or something that you've kind of fabricated out of some recycled material. Um, and the idea behind a fab lab is that you share those ideas. You can, of course, keep them and commercialise them and become an entrepreneur and launch your 
brand new chain of recycled trainers. But the, in real terms, what great opportunity is to share your ideas. And what happens is, wherever you are then, whether you're in Sunderland, whether you're in Newcastle, whether you're in London, wherever you might be in the world, you've got access to all of this shared knowledge that exists in the network. So I think it's going to be a fantastic resource for the people of Sunderland, um, but very much more about broadly offering something to the whole of the North East. It's a kind of an open, friendly, neutral space. So wherever, whoever you are, wherever you're from, there's a place for you at Fab Lab. There's a, hopefully a really interesting, supportive community of people involved in um, digital fabrication who are supportive of sharing knowledge, helping you develop your skills in this space, helping you realize your ideas that you might have. And I've always thought, you know, I've got this great idea, but how am I, how am I gonna bring it to life? You know, how am I gonna produce something? And you might think I'm never gonna be able to do that. Well, hopefully this environment will create a space where a lot of these kind of partnerships will develop and be nurtured. So if you're a pure engineering type or a designery type, or indeed might be more of a free form creative thinker, or maybe you're just into kind of a practical type that likes to get your hands dirty and do things, I think is a this kind of environment is very supportive of that. It is very much about kind of democratizing the whole process of design and development and production but by doing it using digital tools that are relatively easy to adopt and understand but ultimately it's about you don't have to be an expert in I don't know using a milling machine or a laser cutter because that becomes almost just the tool that you ultimately produced your finished work with it's just the creative ideas that's the important thing we're actually going to be going to market to start recruiting for our fab people very soon. So obviously if there are people out there that are interested in, you know, seeing what Fab Lab's like for real, as it were, and being able to maybe spend their days working in, in such a fantastically creative space, um, there's going to be opportunities to do that. Um, so uh, we are hoping to have the doors open by the end of June, literally to the public. Uh, we'll be doing uh, recruitment in the next six weeks and we'll be um, I hoping to have people in place for the middle of June and a couple of weeks to have some training obviously on all our fancy equipment and then at, the, at that point we'll open up and we'll start to deliver a whole range of workshops and sessions and training and um, facilitation really working with a whole range of partners from local schools and colleges um, to all different types of third sector organisations. A whole range of people have already knocked on our door, as it were, and expressed uh, an interest in working with us. And what that means for students in the, in the university or young people across the city is a great opportunity to get involved, work on projects with maybe organisations and people they've never thought of working alongside with, you know, or with. Um, so we're really interested and we're really excited to see what comes out of the the next uh, 18 months, two years as it were, that we're um, planning on running the Fab Lab in this space. Um, so yeah, I would very much welcome people to, to look out for that. I mean, if people are interested in knowing more, then they can visit our website. Thank you to Jason Berry there from Fab Lab Sunderland. Um, you can find the website at fablabsunderland.org. Uh, they also have a Twitter, which is at fablabsund and a Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash Sunderland. Now, each week on 99% Perspiration, we feature a music artist. And this week, 
singer-songwriter Sinead Livingston took me down to the Durham Riverside to record some tracks. Standing tall looking out to sea A feeling of belonging and security Guiding ships with your light so strong and clear Taking a stroll on the patchwork pier <laughs> Hi, I'm Sinead. Uh, I, um, I do music. Um, I just string chords together and then put them in my own little way and then that's, that's how that happens. I don't even know what chords I play half the time. Haven't a clue. What else would you like to know? About what I'm doing now? Like what I'm about to embark on? Hopefully this year uh, I'm going to be becoming a community musician which is what I did at uni and it's what I really enjoy doing and it's what I really want to do. Um, so I would like to lead music workshops and projects and maybe go and do an MA in community music after a while. I think that'd be awesome. It's at York. After a while. Not yet. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ready to go back into the education system yet. <laughs> I've just escaped it. Community music. Well, it's everything that music in schools should be, but isn't. <laughs> um, for me, it's about learning uh, musical skills via non-academic ways and in non-academic settings. Community music should be accessible for all, for everyone, and you can, uh, you know, you can go to workshops as family. You know, um, I love family learning, great stuff. Like all learn an instrument together. It's, you know, for for people who maybe feel like they 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 never really fitted in uh, at school you know in fact community arts in general I'm talking about drama as well especially can be a place for young people to go who perhaps feel a bit left out at school because they're not part of the cool gang I never was part of a cool gang <laughs> um, but I found youth theatre and music and then all of a sudden I found other people who weren't particularly part of a cool gang and we formed our own little cool gang um, and we've all gone on to do very different things. Um, but I think it's very important for communities to have things for young people. And to older people as well. You know, community music could be, you know, could you could decide at the age of 78 that you want to learn a ukulele. And why the hell not? You know, yeah, it's just accessible music for all. Well, I had a taste of it when I was at university and I absolutely loved it leading choirs and groups and being part of, of of it and being part of other groups and things and ensembles and I absolutely loved it and that's when I realised that, that is what I want to do and then I spent a year saving my money and doing a job that don't get me wrong I really liked but it wasn't me I felt I couldn't be myself now I'm on this journey and I'm going to I'm just going to attack it with full force <laughs> Thank you.
and now I have done that. I have gone into a primary school and, and done an hour of, of music and silly songs and stuff. And I have become that person and I want to keep, become, keep being that person because it gives kids a break from the textbooks. And I think that's really important. Plus, you never know where it could lead. You know, you could start off by doing something and then it could lead to something else. You could find that you like the music, but you'd like to go off and do art. I don't know. It's just lots of opportunities. I have looked at funding and I very quickly looked away because it was quite scary. But um, uh, something interesting that's possibly in the pipeline. Um, a couple of uh, people from that I went to university with who have graduated now are looking to put like a, a cooperative together because it's easier to apply for funding when you're part of something. And if you're by yourself, it's quite difficult. So... Uh, yeah, we're going to see if we can create some sort of cooperative um, and create a, a company type thing. So you can apply for funding as a group and not just by yourself. <laughs> I've been to the um, the, the Arts Council in, um, in Newcastle. Um, I went there for a meeting once, just sitting in on a meeting because I was interested to see what happened. Um, and I thought that it might put me in good stead, and it has, because um, it gave me an insight. Oh, more advice to people. Say yes. Every opportunity that comes up, if you can do it, say yes. Because you get yourself in all sorts of, of places that you didn't even dream of. <laughs> which is which sometimes is, is good, and then sometimes you think you'll say yes to something, and then you think, oh my God, I've double booked myself. Oh, that's another piece of advice. Get a diary. Diaries are at the godsend. <laughs> Especially if you're like me and you're not very good at using your phone and you put it in your phone calendar. That's not good enough for me. I need it written down on paper because it's the hand, like the the brain hand connection that cements it in my brain. And if I write it down, I remember most of the time. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid to, you know, I've heard of people say, oh, I, I like singing, but I'm no good at it. That doesn't matter. Go and join a community group, a community choir, go find one. And, you know, a lot of people start off by saying, oh, I can't sing, I can't do it. And then, you know, six months down the line, they're performing at some, I don't know, some festival somewhere. And it's amazing how far you can, you can come on just by singing with other people or playing an instrument with other people. So I, advice would be don't be scared and just go and do it. If you want to go and do it, just go and do it. Big thank you to Sinead Livingston. It was awesome to spend the afternoon getting tea and cake with a talented music artist and then sitting by the riverside listening to her play. Now, I had a really um, a really good amount of people getting in touch over Twitter, over Facebook, about getting people's music out there. And ex that's exactly what we're all about here on 99% Perspiration. 
Um, yes, we are all about advice for the creative or the artistic minded, but we want to promote people too. So if you want to get your music out on our podcast, then uh, our email is 99percentpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and showcase your talent. Now, from music to art, I posted on 99podcast.com about the Caravan Galleries event held last week called the Creative Communion. It was a get-together networking event for artists here in Sunderland. They're just um, they're a really interesting organisation. They travel about the country promoting artists and helping bring communities together over art. And it's so important if, you, uh, if you're an artist and you want to get your work out there to find places like this because they do exist. And sometimes it's just about hunting for them and getting in touch and having the confidence to send that email or speak up about collaborating. But enough from me. They'll tell you better than I will. Here are Caravan Gallery's founder, Jan Williams, and local organiser, Michael Davidson, to tell you more about it. This is the first stage of a six-location tour across Britain. So we've got some Arts Council strategic touring funding to do that. So afterwards we're going to Bradford, or Cardiff, uh, Preston, Middlesbrough and Southampton. Without projects like these I think what is there especially in, in cities and towns where you know engagement in the arts is poorly funded. You know Sunderland's not the worst place I think, it's far from it but if you compare it to bigger places, it, it still has a lot, of, a, a long way to go. Some of these places have been, the Arts Council have decided that they're areas of low social engagement. So that's one of the reasons we've chosen to come to these places. Here in particular in Sunderland, we've already had a fantastic relationship with NGCA. The, I think a lot of these institutions, galleries we're working with, we came up with this idea of working with a a revered gallery such as NGCA here, um, finding an off-site space like this empty shop and then using the caravan gallery as the glue that connects everything up. So it's a three-strand approach. You know, we've just taken over an empty shop. We put some of John and Chris's work up. The rest of the space was empty and then we gave it over to the people. And in two weeks we've, uh, I couldn't estimate, but you know, hundreds of supplied works of professionals, amateurs, people who do it for hobbies or just somebody who's got some old photographs that they want to show to people coming in and you know that creates a dialogue between people. Yeah we've had a lot of artists who've come in and uh, they've been asking questions about oh how do you do a project like this, how do you get your work out there and um, that's what inspired us to come up with the idea of the creative communion the other day with um, Northern Gallery for Contemporary Art and uh, it's, it's great working with them, great partnership um, and they've been talking about putting on some sort of artist networking event so we thought well we've got this shop for a month let's make the most of it and um, so we co they hosted our creative communion we like a bit of alliteration and we've thought that was such a great event because there was a real mixture of people here and a lot of them had maybe seen each other around but they'd never spoken to each other before and now they're swapping details and they're saying oh when's the next one we had people coming in the following day saying oh we heard we missed something last night <laughs> they were quite put out so um, at least now they can 
come to the next one, can't they? Wherever it's going to happen. I mean, I'll be sad to see it go, but it's it's something that I can sort of take something from afterwards. It's I've already managed to find jobs through this, and you know, I've got an a, an immense amount of experience from it. it. Jan and Chris have always been keen to give something back to people. It's a, like create some sort of legacy, and that carries that's carried on through the project as well. So it's about you know the volunteers. A lot of guys here have struggled to get work, paid work, so this has been their sort of first steps into voluntary slash paid work in the arts, which is a difficult thing for anyone, doesn't matter what background you're from, it's, it's very difficult. Um, but I think what they've achieved in a short amount of time has been really successful. I mean, from personal experience, I've been self-employed for four years now, and I think it does take a long time to break away from being a, a career volunteer, so to speak, where you're giving away your skills for free, which I think there has to be a point at which you say, actually, my skills are worth investing in and not to be afraid to say that. Um, and John and Chris, when they can, we uh, and especially in my role, is they've found pots of money to tap into so that we can pay the you know the people who come in and give their time it might not be much but it's something and it's about you know it's a two-way thing it's always been Jan and Chris's intention to keep things local and relevant to wherever they are so you know everybody who's worked in this project has some connection to Sunderland and it's trying from my point of view to get a good range of people so like ages backgrounds I think it's so much easier now with the internet, with social media. I mean, that is an absolute, absolutely brilliant tool. And I think artists, a lot of people think you don't have to be business-like. I mean, I don't suppose we're business-like with a big B, but I think you have to be pretty organized and pretty, pretty determined, a lot of hard work. Maybe a bit obsessed, you have to be slightly obsessed if you want to get anywhere. Just kind of work outside the box a bit. Don't just think of yourself as an artist who only does art. Look at connections. Look, if you're interested in fashion, why not maybe collaborate with a clothes shop? Or, you know, I think you just have to see a bigger picture, be a bit more connected. In terms of job opportunities, it's, it's been more about who you know, not what you know so much. I know going back to university that a lot of people were solely focused on their own work and not going to events as maybe as much as they should. What I was doing was trying to balance going to all the events, meeting everyone I could, talking to them, making sure they knew me and not being afraid to talk to anybody and being quite ruthless in your marketing of yourself. I left business cards everywhere. You know, like confetti, I spent a fortune on them, left them everywhere. Now, 99% are going to get binned, but that's certainly more than everyone else was doing at the uni. Um, and it, I don't think it's a coincidence that I'm, I think, one of two that have actually continued in the arts. Everybody else has had to go back to call centre, stacking shelves, benefits. And I think that has been down to me... <laughs> not being scared to just talk to people and saying, oh, who's, who, who's running this? Or, 
who do I need to speak to about possibly doing this? And then over time you find that you, your face gets known and you make contact, you make friends. For the last two years I've only applied for one job, the rest of it's been through or so-and-so said you might want, want to do this or so-and-so said you had uh, skills in this area. Would you be interested? Well, I think, with, again, with social media, there's so much you can do to raise your profile. If you, I think you have to be a bit, just put a bit of thought into how you're promoting yourself, like through stuff like Facebook and Twitter, and uh, just kind of curate your online presence. Just make a great website, just comment. I think it's interesting to look at what other people are doing and interact with them. Don't make it just about you. And if you take an interest in what your peers are doing and what galleries are doing, maybe find a gallery that you find some, feel some kind of connection with and just build up a relationship. Go everywhere you go, just have some cards on you and ju just promote yourself. You can do it in a quiet sort of way, you don't have to be pushy. I've got to say a huge thank you to everyone involved in this week's 99% Perspiration. We had some great interviews and there's a lot of footage that I wanted to include but we didn't quite have the time for. So we'll be posting some of that on our website, 99podcast.com. So thank you to Jason Leggett from Fab Lab Sunderland, Jan Williams and Michael Davidson from Caravan Gallery, and of course Sinead Livingston, our music artist this week. And we are trying to improve all the time. So if you have any feedback, please do send it in. Um, 99percentpodcast at gmail.com. That's percent spelt like a word rather than the symbol. And you can also tweet us at 99podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. And until next time, stay productive and stay awesome. <laughs>